0: Welcome to The Green Room, a show about shows. Welcome to The Green Room. Room? Room. Uh-huh. Emily, it's, it's late. It's 9.51 p.m. I'm still in real pants for the first time at 9.51 p.m. since March. Never. This is uh-huh. weird for me. How are you?
1: I'm in a nightgown, been in one all day no good great thank you
0: um
1: nightgown but it's worth it when you can wear it all day
0: you know i started investing in good nightwear pajamas this year and it has been a real game changer
1: you got to meg like yeah if no one listens to anything i say i'm a nighttime wear connoisseur and i will tell you it's worth the investment I wear, I've been in this all day. I don't buy real clothes anymore. I just buy expensive nightgowns. And every time I wear one, someone says, oh, that dress is cute. Where did you get it? So there you go. So perfect.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Gap Gap body wasn't cutting it for me anymore. So I've leveled up. I'm not looking back, you know, 34. It's time for me to wear actual pajamas. That's neither here nor there. We are here tonight to talk about Real Housewives, episode six. First, a little bit of hot goss. Um... Hot goss, What do you got? <sighs> Whitney Rose is a swinger.
1: Uh, well, I mean, she said no, Meg.
0: But uh, she is, though. She is. Everyone I've talked to has said, I can't 100% verify this, but I can tell you that everyone she associates with and travels with and parties with is a swinger. And by the transitive property she's she associative property. Swimmer. She's got to be a swinger.
1: I will say this though. What I would love is for someone who has swung with Whitney to reach out. And until oh. then,
0: I'm going to just assume she is. <laughs> Our DMs are open. Always. What are you waiting for?
1: Who? What are you waiting for? Daybreak community? People who go to the treehouse gym? <laughs> what are you waiting for? Uh, I will tell you something I wish people would reach out to me about are those chip cookies? I'm still wondering about <laughs> Heather's cookies. No one told me if they're good yet and I can't bite the bullet and spend 10 dollars. From when? From chip. Oh, oh like the
0: one they're, they're selling that's her yes, cookie.
1: Heather's like collaborative cookie. I, I really, I'm being 100% sincere when I say to you, I want to know if they're good and I don't want to pay for them. So I want someone Is to tell me. A-
0: is it a limited time thing? Because yeah. like the Allison show is still a drink. It's so delicious. I think that's like, you've made it when it's a permanent menu item. Oh yeah. Hmm. Heather's not there yet. Heather's I
1: believe is just, I mean, it's very holiday. So if it's not just December, then I don't know what to tell you. Cause it's like peppermint. It's a whole thing. Anyway, yeah. I'll tell you who was a whole thing tonight was Heather. Yeah, let's get into it. And uh, God bless her because she's doing it. <laughs> she is doing something. Literally doing it. Okay, well, Meg, first we start. And it's Sundance time. It's freaking Lisa's Super Bowl. And she's been bragging about this since the first second we met her. So it's fun to see her in action. What do you say?
0: It is fun. Here's the thing I didn't understand what Lisa was saying in all these promos when she said she was queen of Sundance. Neither did she- I. She does events and events are very, very hard. I've done a couple events in my time for various things and they are way more difficult than you think they are. They require way more attention to detail than you think they will. So I actually respected her more this episode than I have all season seeing her actually work. And only lightly promoting Vita Tequila. There was only one mention one the entire episode. She was actually like out there getting work done That's in a sad. way that was, I was actually like, let's stick with Lisa this whole episode. I want to see her pull this thing off. Like give me a, a Lisa doing her event spinoff.
1: I don't know. Just like Lisa's husband, I'm sleeping through all her conversations. So She's kind of a snooze to me. But anyway, it's her time to shine. And we're going to get more at Lisa in a minute. But first time we go to Meredith, who's serving a real death becomes her vibe. I was going to say Bride of
0: Frankenstein. What is that that she has on her body?
1: Interview with a vampire. She's, and you know, there is that really cool brand Vampire Wife. Like it's cool and like famous H- to
0: wear it. H&M's doing a Yeah, the collab, H&M right? has
1: that collaboration. But this isn't that. This is truly like you wanted to have a Morticia Adams costume and look kind of couture.
0: We've got bell sleeves that start mid forearm. And then we've got a mermaid silhouette that um, parachutes out long black she Morticia Adams hair. Mary Morticia. And like, she
1: looks good, but she's wearing this talking to Brooks about the Utah Park City, the Park City fashion show so that's hilarious and i'm i'm starting very nervous because i'm like so this is the look that meredith's giving us while talking about representing utah fashion and my hackles are up rightly soon but that's when we find out brooks is going to be in the fashion show finally his own storyline that doesn't
0: involve jen's vagina i'm excited for it a couple a couple of things here they say that this is salt lake city's first ever fashion week which is categorically false. They've been doing it for a number of years. And then Meredith says Park City is the cultural hub of Utah. And I nearly threw my shoe at the screen. Park City is where old people go to retire and buy outdated clothes from that one store on Main Street that sells $1,000 boots. What's it called? Why can't I think of the name of that giant store? I don't know, but no one ever walks into.
1: No, no, it's a whole vibe. I was just like, ever heard of Provo, Meredith? (laughs) Cultural hub? But we're going to get back to Meredith too, because what comes next is my favorite part of the whole episode, which is boss girl, (laughs) lady boss, Jen Shaw, who also has her own marketing company. Yeah.
0: Lightly harassing her assistant, Stuart, in their office. While hula hooping and roller skating in a tiara.
1: What is that job? I I don't know, but I was like, you can't call your employees bitch, Jen. Okay, Stuart, do you need this job so (laughs) much that you let this happen? Because she comes in hot, which is like, and also now I'm like, is Stuart actually just like a low-level employee at a marketing company? And he's just been like labeled her assistant. I I don't understand the relationship at
0: all. I don't either. Fascinated by it though. Very
1: fascinating. So Jen's has a marketing company. Uh, they're also talking about Park City. It's the only thing anyone's talking about this entire episode. I, I, I
0: truly in my core believe that Jen has never once attended the Sundance Film Festival and they told her she had to be involved for the show. And so she's talking loosely about Sundance. I don't think she knows it's a film festival. If we're being completely honest, I think she thinks it's a series of parties, which it kind of is. For those parties, it
1: is. Yeah,
0: yeah, Yeah. but I don't think she's ever participated in those before this year. But I would love to see it
1: because she claims last year Stewart got way just hammered off his butt started calling himself Stu Chains, which I would buy that rap album. And then she also proceeds to tell Stu, just take that money and tell your bishop to kiss your butt. And I was like, what is happening? You can't talk to employees like this. But like usual, Jen can do whatever she wants. Uh, And like
0: usual, Stuart just takes it in stride and says, oh yeah, I remember that.
1: Yeah, I do have a sincere question, which is, do
0: you think Stuart is getting paid during
1: this pandemic?
0: For being on the show or, or like, for being Jen's assistant. Do you
1: think he's like, does she still need an assistant right now? And if not, like what is Stuart doing for money?
0: You know, I just started following the Shaw Squad on Instagram. So I'll report back on that. Thank you.
1: DM that. I, I,
0: I hate, I hate to throw this kind of shade. I wouldn't categorize any of the housewives as deep COVID policy abiders. So my guess is the Shaw squad is still gathering in some form. You're saying biz as usual. Um, I'm, saying, yeah. I'm saying we're probably a little loosey goosey with the uh, small group restriction and mask wearing.
1: Yeah, yeah, but we're, we are getting to, I mean, in March, everyone was like, I mean, it was disbanded. I didn't know anyone who wasn't following roles like right at that beginning when yeah. I, I fear for Stewart's livelihood. Hopefully he's back. I mean, I just worry about the guy. How can he afford Harmons
0: without a job? Well, I got that. I got that gift card and I'm going to share it with him. We're going to go get salad bar together.
1: Yeah. That's one mil. Are you going to give him the, how much? Okay. First of all, how much was that gift card for Because I hope That's between for, me and Stuart
0: and Harman. <laughs> I hope
1: it was for $200 <laughs> for Stuart's sake. Um, well, I hope you load up on bacon because that's heavy and it's expensive. Good point. So good luck. Okay, well, then we move to Lisa, and now we really get to see Lisa shine in Sundance, where Lisa is wearing one of her worst outfits to date, which is baggy jeans tucked into high white boots, and it's so bad. It looks so bad. I'm like, Lisa, you just put on 50 pounds with these jeans to these boots. Yeah, and she's a tiny person. She's tiny. She's very fit, but she looks terrible. So this is when Lisa lets us know, A, she has a marketing company, there's news, and B, Mm She's the queen of Sundance.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Also, she ties being LDS into her success as a marketer, which is fine. Whatever. We'll take it. I'll if, speak for, um, we'll speak for LDS people everywhere and say, we'll take, yeah, we'll take whatever wins we can get at this point. Uh, also, she's one of six children. Yeah. And uh, it sounds like maybe she was lightly neglected. If you wanted something, you had to work extra hard for it. But guess what? Um, she loves the standards she set she, for herself. This is the second time she's just profused her love for herself and the standards that she has.
1: What's the, why the word standards? Have you ever talked about your own standards?
0: I mean, it feels pretty Mormony, right? To use standards instead of goals.
1: Yeah, but I'm Mormon. And I like, I mean, my dad was a bishop. He was state president. I'm never talking standards. I've never, I've never been like the standards for myself. That is so weird to me.
0: It feels like uh,
1: unless your mom's writing that young woman's guideline handbook. And I I don't know, I don't see using that phrase. It's so it's very that's the use of that phrase right now makes me feel like we're a cult. And I don't like that. (laughs) I don't like that feeling.
0: Yeah, well, I think you're self aware. And that's, key
1: here well that's why i can't be a housewife uh so she loves the standard she set. she does give mormons a like a lot of credit for that in the mormon church because they have tell you to be your best self and okay cool whatever um do you know what Elsie said is to like respect your husband but here you are using him as a delivery driver lisa because all of a sudden lisa's husband rolls up in a u-haul just dropping off furniture for her events, which she thanks him for and then goes
0: inside because it's cold <laughs> hey I'm, I'm beginning to really think John hates being on this show. His he really, he, every time he's on camera, his eyes kind of gloss over a little bit. <laughs> he does look like I'm just getting that it again. million yard stare. Like, how, how many years do we oh. have of this?
1: He So he gets interviewed, and they ask, like, what's it like working for Lisa? Which I'm like, ugh. <laughs> and he said, Lisa's a great boss. Which I'm like, oh, I mean, I hope my husband writes that in my Valentine's card. Right. Nothing says true love like your wife's the boss. And then he does one of those <laughs> jokes. It's like, she's only my boss, and every day that ends with a Y. And I'm like, hilarious. Oh, hilarious. Oh, yuck, yuck. John's got to get the joy while he can, though. I mean, hilarious. look at his marriage. Yeah. So uh, next we get to see... Whitney and I'm never not shocked by Whitney's husband. He just this necklace, the gold chain, the whole vibe. He looked like he could be her grandpa, and I don't mean that as a dig. Whitney looks very young; she looks great. He looks very old. He does not look
0: great. No, fifty. Well, I mean, he's fifty-two. He's fifty-two. She's thirty-four, and he's fifty-two. I don't know. Like I know that women marry older men, but something about those two specific ages just really gives me the heebie-jeebies.
1: I would just say I'm 36, and if I married someone who was 56 right now, I, he would have to be richer than daybreak.
0: When when he and Justin is not.
1: He's not. Justin and he's, Rose
0: is not. He's not richer Richard than daybreak.
1: daybreak. And I'm actually wondering how rich he is at all because. He also had that other wife and kids to support, like how many years have they been married now? Did she say like 10, 15,
0: 10. I mean, they did their vow renewal at 10 years. At
1: 10. So I'm like, ugh. Anyway, I'm just like, I I will never get over that. But Whitney's telling her husband, she's hyped, her husband, her grandpa, I guess just marrying your grandpa's a look for the Real Housewives of Salt Lake. She's telling (laughs) her partner that Jen's coming over for a sleepover, I mean, for a hot tub party. I, I mm-hmm. imagine it's a Tuesday night. So mm-hmm. she's cutting up some limes and lemons, mm-hmm. and Jen does show up getting dropped off by Stuart <laughs> at like eight o'clock at night. <laughs> and, and the best part is Justin walks up the door and was like, Hey, see you later, man. And I'm like, What is this relationship? <laughs> Poor Stuart just getting, having to drop his boss off. I don't know. I don't get it. And what's Stuart going to do in daybreak? because supposedly they live all the way in Park City. So Stuart just driving around the neighborhood of daybreak until he picks up Jen again, just going past the house. Stuart has,
0: as a, he has a family. Does like he? he, yeah, he has a wife and children. Like he has his own home to be at, at a Tuesday Stuart night. does? Yes. How yes. did you
1: know this? You've been talking Oops. to him about horses? Hearts?
0: And we're Instagram friends. <laughs> I'm shocked. Stuart has a wife. eh? And he, he has kids? a wife and children, and apparently he's like the nicest, nicest man.
1: I believe it. He seems nice, but why is he dropping her off at 8 p.m.? I, I hope- just
0: hope he's making so much money. I hope that he is paid out the wazoo.
1: Dude, I hope so because a wife and kids. I'm shocked. Yeah.
0: It's a lot, I know, it's a lot to take in. I
1: don't like the idea of a dad being called bitch by his wife, I I mean, by his boss. I really don't like that, Meg.
0: No, I don't either. You know what else I don't like, but I'm fascinated by, Jen's swimwear.
1: Okay, so Jen gets sent to the hallway bathroom when he says, you can take this hallway bathroom because we live in daybreak, we don't have nice things here, and you can put on your swimsuit. And Jen walks out in the most insane swimsuit, which she says, it's kind of like Cardi B classy,
0: Not Mm -hmm. a thing. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a one piece, therefore it's a one piece. Classy. We all saw her nipples, right? I well, that's I. I am embarrassed to admit that I spent the next ten minutes staring directly at her boobs, trying to determine if what I was seeing was areola or netting.
1: Yes, yes. I was like, is this an areola or is this the sheer? the band either, it, 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 I, it has to be ariola. That swimsuit was insane.
0: It was insane. It was essentially just very loose mesh mm-hmm. on giant bazingas I, and then- she- I mean I mean she it's, I, mean, I keep trying she, to describe it. <laughs> she is immaculately constructed. A lot of plastic surgeons have done a lot of great work on that body. Great work. I just the how she wrangled those puppies inside that netting is forever going to be a mystery to me. And if I ever have the opportunity to meet Jen, my first question to her will be how how do you wear that swimsuit? Please explain the logistics to me. How do you get it on? how do you keep the girls in place what's the process here where's the underwire you There's know no
1: underwire I think that's a boob job well I mean it's mystifying. obviously it's a boob job but I think they're very up high I think it's probably but is it like
0: job. made of cement
1: I, here's what I don't understand did you buy that anywhere else besides the blue boutique No, there's no way. There's nowhere you got that besides the blue bow team. And I would love to ask her that question. So that was, I mean, it was a feat in physics.
0: It was, I mean, I'm impressed. impressed. I I I feel like I'm giving the impression here that I'm disgusted or uh, feeling self-righteous about this. I am nothing but impressed that she was able to put that on her body and keep it on.
1: I'm like less impressed. I mean, she looks great. Everyone knows I love Jen Chai. I think she looks great. I just don't get it. Like I'm, my brain is bleeding out of my ears trying to understand it. So I just have to move past it. Um, that hot tub they go to though, if that's not for swinging, I don't know what the crap is for. That hot tub was huge.
0: It was, it was gigantic. That's a in their, that's like a in their small daybreak yard because yeah, the that. yards in daybreak are small because there's nine houses on one plot of land.
1: Yeah. And like, is Daybreak a place where you can't have a fence? Isn't that like a rule at a lot of these kind of places? And I'm like... What about what if you
0: have a dog? Uh,
1: I don't know. I don't live in a community like that. But I do know like in places in Lehigh, you can't have fences because it's such small plots of land. They don't like them to be like cut up looking that much. But I do know if that was my neighbor and she didn't have a fence, my kids would be, just be bathing in that hot tub every night. It's big enough to.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, gross.
1: Yeah. I don't like that hot tub. But... What else I don't like is Whitney lets us know tomorrow, sir. I mean, maybe tomorrow. I don't know the timeline here with these these housewives, but sure. it's her husband's 52nd birthday coming up. He's 52, going on 80, and they're going big. They like to have a big party every year that revolves around a party bus. Who's surprised?
0: Well, and she likes to do this for him because he gave up everything to be with her. His standing in the church church his ex-wife <laughs> like, she's in a strained relationship with his kids and I'm like Whitney you didn't do that he did that he did that this was too. him that was oh, that's on him yeah he chose this. a hot young thing it, I mean you're complicit but it's not your fault
1: yeah and like it's just there's something I mean, I hate to say this, but throughout this relationship, I was like, I guess Whitney does seem happy, but Whitney seems like one of those people who's like, always happy. Like, do you have friends that you're like, they're always happy. And then like three months later, you found out like they're getting divorced or like, yeah, they, they just really put emotions behind a blocked door. I'm like that Whitney does seem like moderately happy, but also she seems content, but she has a very interesting idea about what happened here
0: because you yeah. did
1: pregnant yourself, Whitney. He impregnated you. He didn't sacrifice
0: that. Revisionist history when he's the revisionist.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm just a little concerned for her. But then they start talking about the party bus. Jen's like, who's coming on the party bus? And she was like, it's me. It's Whitney. It's Heather. It's Jen. It's not Mary. Of course, Mary doesn't really do a party bus. And Jen starts, you know, she brings up that crap again about Mary. And then Whitney says... She's a little bit crazy sometimes, but she's my friend and I want her there. And I think, who needs enemies? And you got friends like that, huh, Mary? Yeah, 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 yeah. What a compliment. Um, Also, Mary just called you a baby. Remember when Whitney tried to have a rational conversation at that lunch and Mary was like, you're a baby, stay out of it. You're
0: 30. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I was like, she's not a nice friend, but whatever. Um, I do agree, couldn't agree more with Jen. This is when Jen was like, I just think it's, she's very judgmental for someone who's married to her grandpa. And I was like, <laughs> "You said it. I mean, it's a tough look to be that judgmental when you are, in, you know, a grandpa intercourser.
0: It sure is.
1: It's just a real rough
0: look. Is so, this also when Jen denies having called Mary a grandpa effer?
1: No, that's to Mary's face. That comes at the party at Catherine's that's house. Right. Oh, we'll get to right. Okay, I'm excited. Um, next, we see the FaceTime pampering session where Whitney and Meredith are FaceTiming both from their own salons, getting their hair done for Justin Rose's 52nd birthday party. As one does. um,
0: As one does.
1: As one does, Meredith asks, Whitney a show in a stunning turn of events, asks Whitney to walk in a fashion show? Whatever. Why 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 Whitney? Why Whitney? I don't know. I, I mean, let's think. Who would you choose out of that group besides Meredith, though?
0: I mean, I guess what I get, I don't, know. I don't, I don't understand it. I, why is this fashion show happening? I it doesn't seem, well, sure. Sharif that man can wear I a Sharif sweater. Would do
1: it. That's a mock sweater wearer <laughs> if I've ever seen one.
0: Anyone uh, but Justin
1: anyone but Justin, even Seth, I choose her Meredith's husband. So whatever, they're going to do that. Then Meredith calls Lisa and Lisa was way too busy to answer the phone call, which this is a big pet peeve in my life. When someone answers my phone call and then proceeds to talk to all these people, I'm like, just don't answer your phone. Just send it the to me. Worst.
0: The absolute And I wonder if it's generational because I feel like I would put Lisa in Gen X, right? And for them, like texting is something that happened in their adulthood and so it's not their first instinct where for people our age I always text before I call right so they feel obligated to answer the phone anytime it rings I let it go to voicemail and then text the person who just tried to call hey
1: I'm busy I know my mom also is is, she's one of those people who answers your phone just to tell you they can't talk yeah and, and like the rage that builds up behind my eyeballs is just like indescribable <laughs> it's like just don't answer your phone i would have you rather just sent me to voicemail than to hi i can't talk and i'm like when you have like okay i just have a quick question well i'll have to call you back no just don't answer your phone anyway who's surprised yeah. this is making terrible phone decisions not me anyway not me either okay so now we get to go to mary's insane bedroom mary okay. we see mary's dressing room bedroom situation i can't stress this enough I feel like we're really getting a look into how mentally unwell Mary is every time we see this room.
0: It's- She reminds me of, she reminds me of Professor Trelawney from Harry Potter. (laughs) She wishes. Professor Trelawney was fun. The chaotic energy of that room in like a, this, the bad things could happen in here.
1: I mean, I'd call her more of a peeves. The poltergeist kind of Mm, vibe that's fair yeah he's fun no one likes him and like everyone just wishes he would leave that's how i feel about mary and and i imagine peeves living in this dressing room because it's insane it's insane and then mary picks up the most insane heels and says i was thinking about wearing these heels because they look soft
0: (laughs) they're like six inches high she's saying all of this too to her housekeeper charlinda and Mary explains to us how this woman came into their lives. Charlinda she says
1: her housekeeper that she, it's important before we find out their relationship that she makes Charlinda wear scrubs and a hairnet. Yes. Okay. So Meg, now tell us who Charlinda is. Okay. So
0: Charlinda is her grandmother's brother's daughter who came over to visit baby Robert, and she fell in love with baby Robert, and she never left. Okay. Sweet story. Super nice. No. Nope. Great great to employ family members she seems to have a special bond with the son but then mary says we're not close i know nothing about her life outside of work she says we're not close at all what
1: mary what that is so rude i I mean in my opinion jen calls stewart a bitch and she she treats stewart way better than mary way Linda, better who is like i think that's your second cousin dog if it's your grandmother's brother's daughter i think it i think it's your second cousin or your second cousin once removed it's close enough that you can't make them wear a hairnet if my second cousin tried to make me wear a hairnet i would light their house on fire because it's just so insulting and also she makes fun of her break dancing and i'm like mary everything you do is
0: terrible i hate mary i I hate hate mary she's the worst even if they weren't related ask the people who help you around your house questions about themselves just like be a decent human well she was i I don't I'm, yeah
1: I don't know anything about her life outside of what we do here but she knows everything about yours Mary don't you understand that her entire life is taking care of everything in your life but you can't even be bothered to ask a question about Charlinda yeah. she doesn't deserve this I want to like start a GoFundMe for Charlinda get her a new job I don't know what we need to do but I need her to not work for Mary anymore
0: it really bummed me out Like, I'm like, you're, I'm sorry, Miss Downton Abbey. You can get to know your help. Like, this is gross. I don't like you.
1: I don't like her. It's worse that she's your family. And it's worse that you try to justify it. Like, well, we're family. Like, oh, so you treat her like complete hot garbage.
0: Yeah, which she does.
1: Who's surprised? Mary, you suck. Okay, so then Heather calls Mary. Mary tells Heather, uh, I'm just moving that groove, baby. (laughs) So there's that. And then they talk-
0: (laughs) Last we saw these two, they were at that weird dinner when Mary was like confessing that she never actually wanted to be married to her grandfather. How did that resolve? You know, it didn't. She,
1: last we heard, she blamed God for being married to her grandfather.
0: Classic move. But
1: also she's Louis Vuitton. So she's super blessed. And then that was it. And Heather was like, I think Mary's unhappy. And then like, cut to this episode where Mary's just getting that
0: groove, baby. And they're like friends. They're yeah, like they're good friends, friends now.
1: I guess, I mean, Heather basically just called to be like, no one wants to mess up Justin's birthday, right? Because you know, Mary's gonna be there. And I thought, mm, this is foreboding. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was, spoiler, I wish it was a little bit more foreboding. Yeah, so- They would have messed up Justin's birthday. Is this when we cut back to daybreak and Whitney's on the counter with vodka being poured, no tequila being poured into, oh, we forgot to mention the tequila soda she makes for her and Jen when they go hot tubbing not using Vita
1: well there's bad blood there
0: (laughs) that was that was a
1: that was a burn that was a burn uh Whitney's the queen of subtle like sly burns and I gotta say I'm here for it I love
0: it I love Mm -hmm. it a lot she's
1: always burning people in confessional but never to their face but she's not two-faced for some reason yet I think she could be but she's not bad enough either way. Like She's not like super friendly, nice to everyone to their face and then really terrible behind their back. She just has these little digs Mm -hmm. uh, and I like it. I do too. But yeah, it's Justin's birthday, all right? And he's gonna party like it's his birthday. He's gonna take a body shot like it's his birthday. And guess what, Meg, he
0: doesn't care what you think because it's his 52nd birthday. But it's his 52nd birthday. Like you do body shots when you're 24 you know, 27. You're like, you're getting too old. 52, 52, like go join a country club and golf. Like that is the natural progression of your life. It's time for you to be 52 years old.
1: Pickleball. If you're feeling adventurous, don't do body shots of your, your wife's tummy. On, oh, the kitchen, so on the kitchen on the kitchen counter where your kids eat breakfast. It's so Come bad. On. They have yeah. kids, you yeah, know. They're upstairs, that are probably upstairs. So, then they all get on the party bus and it's got to be the biggest collection of the worst outfits I've ever seen on TV together. Everyone on that party bus is so tacky and I'm including yeah. Jen here. They're tacky. It's a it's terrible. They're on the party bus. They're living it up. Whitney's getting money pushed down her pants by her husband's fifty-two-year-old friends. They're having a great time, and this is when Heather was like, "I love these birthday parties because Whitney really lets loose, and it's so fun to see Justin just embrace her because she is two de- she's decades younger than him. She's sexier than him, and he just embraces that. And I'm like, why is everyone acting like Justin Rose is like the greatest? He's a, a god among men. Like Justin Rose." Is a horny adulterer who's probably a swinger.
0: Yeah, and like, how lucky did that guy get? She is so hot. Like, she is a ten. And like you said, everyone's like, "Wow, Justin, a what a what a good guy." I mean, I don't know. I'm tired.
1: Listen, what? A, what is he's twenty twenty?
0: She's she's maximum hot. Yeah, it's a look. I, I yeah. I mean. I guess with enough work, we anyone could look like that, you she know. She's got a but, good face, though. Whitney does have a cute,
1: pretty little face. She does. She does. Her body is obviously a lot of work. I mean, she pole dances, so there's that. We know that tones her
0: thighs. She, she did say bed. that's how she got her body back. Did you see that tweet? Someone yeah. came at her for pole dancing. She's like, you bet I pole dance. That's how I got my body back after a baby. So. And, like, she
1: looks good. She's had two kids, I think, in pretty succession. And she does look really great. So no tea on Whitney. She's a lot hotter. So they take the party bus up to where they say, we always, this is Whitney, this is an impersonation of Whitney. We always t- uh, like, go up the canyon in the party bus, have such a good time where we go to my friend Catherine's house at Deer Valley, where we always get the VIP treatment. <laughs> and this killed me. Like, oh, it's your husband's big birthday party and you impose on a friend at Deer Valley to give you
0: VIP treatment? Like, you're not special. You're just like someone who overreaches friendships. <laughs> Well, oh, and that's such a, like, 14-year-old move. Like, hey, guys, we're going to my uncle's cabin in Deer Valley. You want to come to my sleepover? He has
1: a satellite dish. I was just like, I mean, anything feels VIP when you live in daybreak. All right, so <laughs> I get it. Um, they start to party. Catherine seems cool. I like her. I was hoping yeah. to see Sarah from episode one. We didn't get a glimpse of her but it seems like a pretty nice party. All the lights are on. Nothing says like freak dance with a 52 year old, like put all the lights on. Mm -hmm, Mary mm -hmm. shows up looking like Winona Earp. (laughs) She's wearing an insane outfit per use. I mean, it's a fringe leather skirt with two purses, a bra strap, a bra under a sheer shirt. It's just a lot of look. (laughs) um they they're interacting whatever they keep cutting to mary by herself in the corner dancing alone at one point she's just putting her hand up like she's praising god not not hands one hand just one hand up like praise me and all the other housewives are together taking shots having fun mary decides this is it jen's over there i'm gonna go do it i'm gonna go break the ice she wanders over and uh with a very awkward what's up
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. At one point someone says, is Mary still here? And Whitney says, I believe she's still here, but like refuses to turn and look and see if she's still over there dancing like, by herself. She was
1: embarrassed by her, right? So Mary goes over to Jen and Jen was like, we need to talk about this another time. And then Jen proceeds to talk about the big fight. Yeah. The big fight Big Where Mary interrupted her and blah, blah, blah. And like, I gotta be honest, I was really thinking they were going to ruin Justin's birthday, but it gets diffused pretty quick um, Mary was like, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Jen's like, well, you did. And Mary's like, well, I don't like you yelling at me that I'm a grandpa mf'er at mm-hmm. a club. And Jen was like, I didn't do that. I was <laughs> like, I didn't do that. And Mary's like, yeah, you did. You yelled it at me at a club. And Jen's like, I did not yell that at you out of the club. Um, when she said, Mary's like, she's a liar. And then we cut to Jen and Jen's like, okay, well, I had a lot to drink that night. And it's like, yeah, doy. And Mary, I mean, Jen does confess. I think I said it about Mary, but not to her face.
0: She was talking to Lisa about Mary. Therefore, She was yelling. (laughs) Well, she was very drunk.
1: She She didn't realize how
0: loud she was.
1: Like, oh, were you drinking, Jen? No one knew. Anyway, Mary (laughs) then says to Jen, whatever, this is under the bridge is how she phrases it let's put this under the bridge and then she tells us immediately i'm done with jen (laughs) so whatever that got diffused quick unfortunately because i really thought things were gonna take hey
0: emily don't worry this won't be the last we hear of it
1: i hope not oh geez i hope not
0: so they're fine.
1: they're fine for now Okay, goodbye. That's the end of the party. It actually got over really quick. Uh, then we cut to Meredith and Brooks having a real mother boy moment,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which I would pay good money to see them in a mother boy pageant, and I bet they win.
0: I bet. I bet they've done one. I bet Buster,
1: like Buster and Lucille, do a candle to Brooks and Meredith. There's so no they're at some weird boutique in Park City, talking about
0: the fashion show.
1: Oh, so again. And-
0: the fashion in Park City could not be worse.
1: It's terrible. I mean, and and, and oh, I mean, at this point the suspense is killing me to see Brooks' line. And then we do. And I have to say it's just not a good. severe disappointment. It's I should not have good. known when the lady was like, Oh, Brooks, we just sold one of your sweatsuits. I was like, "Swansuits." It's
0: what like, like if Ivy Park was more basic.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, a sweatsuit with with lines that say Meredith Brooks. I mean Brooks Meredith. He <laughs> should switch that though. Meredith Brooks is a good name.
0: <laughs> Brooks um,
1: Marks. Marks. So they're talking about um Father Marks will not be making it to the fashion show. Um, Brooks saying dad won't be there, Chloe won't be there, Reed won't be there. And I'm saying, who the H is Reed?
0: Reed's the oldest.
1: Wait, have we seen him?
0: No, he doesn't. He probably does not want to be on the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City.
1: Oh, he's like trying to get a LinkedIn job. He doesn't want this mm-hmm. on his resume. He's probably like
0: a, a real person doing real the person oldest, thing.
1: Right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. They talked about him in the first episode.
1: Yeah. So then he's really bummed his dad can't come and Meredith saying like, yeah, I'm bummed too. Um, it's too bad he can't make it. And I'm like, oh, Meredith, did you forget you told him not to come back to Utah or...
0: Yeah, that was weird. She kept saying he can't make it. It's too bad he can't be here when she was the one who said, I need some space. You literally
1: just told him you didn't want him around. So whatever. Now we get to see Lisa really in action. Mm-hmm. Lisa's saying, this is one of the greatest events I've ever put on about a McDonald's event she's showing us.
0: It's for the McMillions. Yeah, Did you watch I, it?
1: Yeah, I watched it. But this event is like in a dark concrete room. That it woman, looked,
0: it looked like an abandoned Chuck E. Cheese.
1: She was like, we have prizes. And what I see is like a Huffy and like a 42 mm-hmm. inch plasma <laughs> TV. I was like, and she was like, it's for the public. So it's really cool. And I was like, Lisa, this cannot be the coolest <gasps> event. You That Lisa. other event at River Horse, like cooler than this. She has like I mean, I did think this part was cool when she was like, they had these coveted pieces from the 90s from the McDonald's Monopoly, which, I mean, hands up, I lived for McDonald's Monopoly back in the day. You
0: know, every summer I was like, this is it. This is the year. I'm going to get Boardwalk. And I ate so many fries in pursuit of Boardwalk. Did you ever get it, Meg? I never got Boardwalk. That's why I'm here today. I'm not retiring on a you know <laughs> islands somewhere if i had just yeah. gotten boardwalk
1: if only if you should have gone up last you should have gone up in february and gone to this public event where it's the greatest thing she's ever done and i guess like those impersonator uncle money bags looked fun
0: It did know. look like a 12 year old boy's birthday party yeah, which like, fun, is like fun but not like a sundance event
1: but speaking of 12 year old boys we cut to lisa's kids eating buffalo wild wings to right? grow What is that? What is that? I need to know if people get Buffalo Wild Wings to go. I thought the whole point was that they like mixtures. Look, I don't go to B-dubs. I know it's called Mm -hmm. B-dubs, but I don't go there because in Provo, Lehigh, American Fork, it is always a 50 minute wait. And I don't care enough to go to B-dubs for that. Uh, But I thought the idea was that they like made these fresh and they fresh, you know, like who wants to eat wings to go? Have you ever had wings to go? It's not good. They get soggy. No.
0: I mean, I can can... see, I can see in like pandemic times, you know, if just a craving strikes. I know that's what I'm saying. Like I, if this was now I could forgive it because we've all got weird stuff that we want to eat and we want to be safe. So we're getting weird takeout, but like they were fine to, and it's not like they're little kids who you can't take to a restaurant, you know, like take those two kids to Buffalo Wild Wings. They'd probably enjoy like an outing. Probably have a great time. Except they're just stuck at home in a dark
1: home with a babysitter. Like none of the lights are on. And the babysitter is like, have you talked to your mom? And they're like, no, because they're neglected. Um, And then they try to call her. She doesn't answer. And they actually know to consent to voicemail. And then Lisa proceeds to refer to herself as mommy, which Mm -hmm. I have a real problem with. I do not like when a successful businesswoman, which listen, how I feel about Lisa, whatever. She's clearly doing something right. She's doing something well. She's good at business. I'm going to go ahead and say, I think she seems good at business. Don't mm-hmm. call yourself mommy. No, it's weird. I don't like it. I don't like, I don't like it. I do not. I do not like it. And if John you know calls what? her mommy, I'm going to freak out.
0: Yeah, that's not good. Um, I don't like it.
1: Um, okay. So then we get to cut to Heather meeting up with Whitney at the Pub- Punchbowl Social which I've never heard of. And I'm fascinated by after this short clip, I'll probably go there once the pandemic's over. Uh, and Heather, the only
0: reason they really go is to just to have one conversation about how summer. Heather, Heather wants to get some.
1: Well, and so they can highlight that bartender. I feel like that bartender, they got more attention than I want to say coach Shaw in the past two episodes. Sure. I mean, they have a cool look. I'm great. It looks like Utah has a little bit of diversity. We don't. It's all in that one clip. So that was fun for us. What else is fun is Heather's wearing overalls with a leather jacket over. And yeah. all I could think is she could be a farmer in those clothes.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, I, I own overalls and wear them, so I can't judge. It's a no. comfy look, i but like I'm overalls. on TV.
1: Do you wear them out to talk about to be on national TV?
0: I don't. You know, I don't. I know so, don't.
1: And I know you wouldn't. Um, anyway, they get together to talk. Well, first, Heather, Heather cannot miss a chance to dig at Utah culture. And she's talking about how bad drinking is in Utah because of the rules, which is probably true. But the thing that confused me is Lisa's, I mean, Heather was like, this drink tastes like water. I'm like, I don't know much about alcohol, but I thought you just ordered a Tito's and seltzer, which is mostly
0: water, right? Can I tell you the other gossip I forgot to tell you at the top of the hour? Please. Four years ago, Heather was her Wards Relief Society president. Four? Four years ago. That's, That's not, not long, long ago. That's, That's not, not very wonder, long. No
1: wonder she's in such a age of discovery. Yeah oh yeah bless her I mean she I do also love that she seems personally victimized by the laws in Utah it's like no Heather they're not just trying to keep closeted Mormons from drinking anything they're trying to keep everyone from drinking which I agree is like not our best look
0: no yeah it's a our I mean I don't drink but I've heard from people who drink that our liquor laws are insane and it's like pretty embarrassing for a state that relies heavily on tourism which we do especially like during sundance and during ski season like we need to figure that out i mean i Um, think it's
1: embarrassing if we're being really honest with each other and anyone who listens to this i think it's embarrassing how i mean it is embarrassing to me that utah politics are so influenced by the mormon church it embarrasses me oh yeah it's bad it's It's a real problem it's just really, it's embarrassing. And and I'm, again, I'm not mad at Heather's point of view. I think it's hilarious that she thinks it's just about closeted Mormons. (laughs) Cause I'm like, no, it's literally about anyone who wants to drink in Utah. And and we're pushing like, and we being like who the politicians that get elected are pushing a lifestyle on an entire state. And that is so embarrassing. And I'm sorry. And I wish I could do something different. But no one listened to the signs I put in my art in November. Okay, we got what we got. I did my best. We, yeah, we tried. We Sorry. tried real hard. Sorry, Heather. Okay, so Heather is talking about dating. And I wanna say, okay, so Heather's talking about how hard it is to date. I think Whitney sincerely gives Heather good advice here, which is she's like, you gotta put baby steps out there, you gotta try if you wanna date. Heather then unloads on us all again about how she chose faith and she chose a lifestyle over love. She then shows us her wedding pictures and Heather looks indescribably different in this mm-hmm. family picture. There's a picture mm-hmm. in the middle. It's like a temple, the Hawaiian temple, the Hawaiian temple in the middle is a family picture. She looks a hundred, it looks like she got reconstructive, sur- reconstructive surgery. Well, she owns Beauty Lab Laser. I mean, I don't, I don't think she looks worse or better than. I'm just saying she looks completely different. Completely different. So
0: my husband, Stephen, walked in during this part uh, when Heather is once again talking about how she got married for Faith. And he said, does she ever say like, but at least I got my beautiful children out of it or anything? And like, she doesn't say that. And it's a little weird.
1: She did kind of say that this time though. She was saying like, I, the kids are the love of my life. I don't know. I mean, I will say how I felt about Heather first episode to now we've really made some large strides and all my friends who watched the show after last week were like, Heather just keeps getting better. So I'm going to give her a little slack, but she's getting, I mean, I just feel like a little bit bored about how she talks about about herself because it's boring to me that you have this weird perception of you. Um, I feel bad saying it's boring because I feel bad for her at the same time, but I just wish she would just own herself. Like, she's like, it's impossible to date. They are not, no one wants to date me in Utah because it's, there's Mormons. Like, do I think it's harder to date in Utah because you're not Mormon? Probably. I don't think it's impossible. There are less and less like Mormon people in Utah every year. Yeah. I mean, the like the percentage of like people, it's shifted so much in the past 10 years. I do feel like Heather, you have to stop blaming everything on this about you leaving the church. Like when he left the church, she against all odds is in some sort of happy relationship. There, I know like nine people I would set Heather up with. There are a lot of divorced drinking single dads in Utah. So, and she was like, yeah. I was on Bumble for two weeks. I got four dates. I was like, two, two weeks, four dates, that's insane. You're killing that's it. That's a lot. Yeah, that's amazing. I was on for like a year and I got like one date. If that, I don't even think, and I think I had to pay for myself. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure we went to Leatherbeats. So I'm like, Heather, you're clearly killing it. I just think like, she has a weird perception of life. I think Whitney gave her good advice when he was like, if you want me to be brutally honest, I don't feel like you're trying. And yeah. I was like, you're right. First of all, don't wear those overalls out. Then Heather lets us know like I don't know, she's never been in love. She doesn't see Okay, I just
0: <laughs> Do you do you think that Heather might have like a misconstrued idea of what a marriage should look like?
1: I think Heather has a misconstrued idea about reality. And yeah. You know, but I feel like about a marriage
0: I feel like Heather has a fourteen-year-old's concept of what love and marriage is, and she's 100. looking for this like fairy tale um, romance. I, and I just, I just don't think that's a reality for many people.
1: No, and she also is saying like, people date me, they get to know me, and they they don't want to take me home to meet the mom and dad for Sunday dinner. I'm like, this is like you're in you're in a Helaman Hulls again. Like you I, don't, Yeah. And
0: like, who cares? You're 45 years old. Why you are you going home to mom and dad's for Sunday dinner? Like you have you don't your own need
1: house to do that anymore. You don't need to do that anymore. Like, in fact, your daughter is bringing someone home to your house now. Yeah. Not mom and dad.
0: So, so I, yeah. Own it, own it, own who you are. You know, like, I just feel like there's so much arrested development here and it really, it bums me out that yeah, she I think isn't her. more sure of herself and isn't more mature in understanding of who she is and who she can be.
1: Yeah, I feel like we could get there though. I mean, this this episode was great. She's not looking for love, she's looking for sex and she gets
0: yeah. that sex. So well, I did
1: feel like Heather- Does she? She does, I heard all about it on Watch What Happens Live. Oh, um,
0: what? I missed it. Yeah, I'll tell you about
1: it in a minute when <laughs> we get there. Um, okay, so then we cut to Jen's house. Jen's getting ready for what she's calling a VIP party at her chalet. Here's my
0: take here. I think that her cousin made a movie that he couldn't get in the festival. And so she was like, no big deal. We'll pull out the projector at my house, invite some people over and call it Sundance.
1: Or like... I love my cousin. I'm filming for Real Housewives. If I show this during Real Housewives, he's going to get publicity, which like, good for you. That's, yeah. You're really taking care of your cousin. This is the worst VIP party I've ever seen in my life. Meredith's birthday party was more exciting and flashy and like classy looking than this. like weird party she put together. Um, but then Jen gets ready. She looks great. She asks her son, how do I look? Scale of one to 10. And he says a twelve. Come on. Oh, raise that boy, father. right? Yeah, he's his father's son. You can tell that. Jen goes out, she sees her cousin who is handsome he's very handsome. Mm-hmm. And her sister we later see. And I was like, that sister's attractive too. This whole family. I feel the like your sister kind of looks like the less plastic surgery version of Jen. And she's sure. she's beautiful. So like the, the before and a before and after. Yeah, it really is like a before and after. The whole family is stunning. Uh, then we get to see Jen interacting with a rap group from Utah. Um, sure. For eternity. What's, <laughs> What's it? For Eternity. For Eternity with a number four is their name. <laughs> um, and Jen said to them. It's like the, the O'Neaters. It, it, well, it's like the O'Neaters. That's funny. Good job, Meg um so Jen's in her she's very charming they give her her their names which are all like whatever and then Jen says I'm Jay Boogie and I was like she's everyone's mom right now just trying to fit in mom that buys alcohol and then like seduces her teen son's family you know those ones like Mary Kay Letourneau but if she was just a mom not a teacher (laughs) um so Jen's really serving it good for her Then um, Heather comes in and Heather's talking again about, oh, this is such a good, Sundance is such a great time because you can meet people who are outside of the community who aren't Mormon. And I'm like, Heather, just say, I can meet a black guy to date. That's all she's, she's trying, she's saying everything, but just like, I wanna date a black guy. And I don't know why, because Heather has told us no less than nine times she loves (laughs) black men. (laughs) So I'm like, you keep saying like, they're not Mormon. They're not a part of this community. But I honestly think she's just looking for something that she's going to leave with later,
0: which is a Yeah, And who can blame her?
1: No, I don't blame her at all for that. But just tell us. (laughs) Just tell us.
0: Yeah, you're really dancing around the point here.
1: Heather looks great this night too. She's doing like an Ariana Grande, like half pony up. And she looks so good. And she feels good. You can tell. So yeah. that's awesome. And then, Meg, something very exciting happens. We get a Bravo series crossover. Whitney invites her friends, quotation marks around friends, Lala and Katie from Vanderpump Rules. That's at, who those people were. Very <laughs> a fun show, if you're interested. Um, I was like, how are Whitney and Lala friends? Is there like a sugar babies from Utah website they met up on? Because Lala is also engaged. I don't think she's married yet to decades older, kind of chubby man. It's very well, Justin Rose, her. but I think he's yeah. richer.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, she, I don't think she broke up a marriage. She might've, anyway, I'm like, how are you two connected? Tell me everything. But then they proceed to try to help Heather date, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They both you, gotta have, you
0: gotta have a team supporting you I in mean, any dating endeavor.
1: You don't watch me in her pump roles, I'm sure.
0: I don't. I've heard mixed reviews.
1: I mean, it's fine if you're on the treadmill and you need something to do. I will say, Katie, Katie Maroni, Maroni from Park City, who says like, oh, "I'm from Park City." Her husband is one of the nicest TV personalities. So oh. I feel like, and Lala, like, there's some mixed things, but I actually really love Lala as a TV character. Okay, uh, quite a bit. And I do think they obviously listen to them. They know what they're doing. I don't know about Lala's husband. He seems nice enough, but he's rich. So she's obviously doing something right. So Heather, follow their lead.
0: And so she talks to them and they're like, so are you dating now? Mm -hmm. And she says, no, no. And they're like, well, can you get laid? And she's like, no, no, no. I'm trying
1: to whisper. And then she tells the camera, I'm not looking for love. I'm looking for sex. And then she tells us to delete that. Um, Heather also in this episode unpacks, like I was a virgin when I got married. I only had slept with my husband. And now I just like wish I would have slept with a lot of people, um, which is a take. Uh, it's a take. I
0: think it's. I think it's an easy thing to say. Without really thinking through what you mean when you say it.
1: I don't know Heather, um, at all. I only know her from the show and I want to say just from what I've seen, I don't see her having the type of personality that would do well with like one night stand sleeping around. No,
0: no. I don't want to say she
1: seems clingy, but she seems to put a lot of hope into relationships. Yeah. Is I guess how I'd phrase it. Um, So I don't know. So then Heather's like, Heather starts flirting with a guy for Eternity's event. I don't know what he does, but she was good at flirting.
0: Yeah, it was cute. I enjoyed it.
1: I know. I was like, be confident, Heather. You're good at this. So then also we get to see, oh, we're going to show the film. And I'm like 90 people standing in this room staring at a 36 inch projector I don't see how this is going to pan out, but they show the film, whatever that Mm -hmm. means, for eternity, Mm -hmm. the rags to riches story, Jen tells us, of a rap group from Utah who she relates to because there are minorities in Utah, which I do think is probably a very interesting story, but she calls it a rags to riches story, which fascinates me because are they famous?
0: I mean, I wouldn't call myself like cutting edge music connoisseur, but have I heard of them? No, I have not
1: no I want to call myself no no and I I don't get the impression that for eternity does like a lot of Fleetwood Mac covers so I would definitely not have heard of them anyway um maybe I'll ask like some neighbor kids yeah (laughs) hey have you guys heard of TikTok um okay so then we get to Heather leaves the party with their manager whoever he is what's his name I can't Clint Curtis. Curtis, Curtis, whatever. She leaves with him, and awesome, good for her. And later on, watch What Happens Live. Andy Cohen asks Jen about it, and Jen says she brought him to breakfast the next morning.
0: Oh, uh, so good for she's, Heather.
1: She's an event planner intercourser now. Yeah. Oh, you get it, Heather. Gosh. An event Yeah, an event I never.
0: How many weeks ago did I say, like, man, I hope we get, I hope we get a romance for Heather because this is going to be a stone cold bummer if we don't. If we don't like. I, I hope we get more of this.
1: I think if it's not this season, if Heather stays on, which, like, what are the chances Heather's going to regret being on this show? I don't know. Could be high, could be none. But if she comes back for season two, I think that Heather is just going to thrive. I really do. I think, especially after last week on Watch What Happens Live, Lisa saying the person who has the biggest ego now is Heather, which kills me because I'm like, Heather is riddled with self-esteem issues. Like if she yeah. has an ego now, that means she feels fine about herself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, like maybe just was. like a little, she has good days, but you know? t-
1: good for you, Heather, which I say, I hope you have an ego because you're, she is carrying this, she and Jen are carrying the show.
0: They absolutely are. I mean, I think Whitney's also doing some work. I
1: think Whitney's putting her hand underneath. But like part of Whitney's whole thing is her dad's storyline, which we've already admitted being very bored with. So, So, but then Whitney tells like a very Utah specific joke, which is hilarious. When he's like, when I saw Heather leaving with Curtis, I wanted to yell out, remember who you are, return with honor. And then she long pauses and said, which is something Mormon parents tell their kids.
0: Yeah. And I was like, Whitney, that joke's for like three people watching.
1: Yeah, and even the and the three of us are like that's not even that funny, Whitney. We've all made no, that joke. that joke
0: is played out. We've all so, used that joke so many times.
1: That killed me. I was like nothing like a secret, um, insider info from Whitney. So then Heather leaves. see yeah, Heather, have fun. Good luck, Richard with honor. Remember who you are, CTR. And then we cut to Brooks and Meredith inside their house where they this, are. I freaking
0: out. Did you see? Um, the adam sandler movie uncut gems yes stressful. This, stressful this this was the same energy we have a smoke alarm going off we have a flooding toilet there's dog poop on the carpet there's two humans yelling at each other over and over are you cooking something no what the hell are you cooking something no what the hell like on a loop and i was like this is the Safety brothers made this, like, I am freaking out. Right the now. manic energy
1: stop. is unparalleled, so Brooks is, like, trying to get ready to go to this big fashion show, Meg, it's a big event, and he's not good with time, because he's a creative, and he's, his anxiety through the TV is palpable. I'm like, ah, I feel like I need to take his annex. just from watching you trying to panic, like, I'm gonna be late, can you call her? And Meredith is very calmly walking around in like a light, sweats and is next to her yelling, mm-hmm. no, you need to call her. And then the fire alarm starts going off, which we never, no one got to the bottom of why that. The dog is
0: barking. She calls the maintenance guy. She says the toilet is flooding and it's setting off the fire alarms. And it's like, Meredith, you know that's not possible. Even you know that's cold. not right. You know it can't be the flooding toilet that's setting off the fire alarm. <laughs> I feel like we finally
1: saw some real, like, levels for Meredith. <laughs> but when Brooks just kept yelling, are you cooking something? I'm like, Brooks, <laughs> we all know Meredith doesn't cook. We've been through this for three episodes. You know your mom's not cooking something. So uh, they're freaking out. Brooks is 45 minutes late for his fashion show. Um, we get there. Whitney shows up because she's walking. Whitney goes over to the fashion show coordinator who's wearing a jersey under a leather jacket. And I was it like- does
0: not bode well for this fashion show.
1: Exactly my words. I'm like, this is not boding well for <laughs> Utah fashion. I am nervous. I wanted to like tweet out, I'm not represented by this fashion show. I do not agree with, this does not represent Utah um, because I'm stressed (laughs) out. That's literally
0: what I tweet out every week after every episode. Hey, just an FYI, this thing this housewife said is not representative of who we are. Are like, these
1: outfits are not what we wear. Please do not take this. So they get there. I mean, I'm just really so stressed out about what's about to happen um Brooks is talking about how he's always loved Sundance and he can't believe he has a fashion show at Sundance and then he goes um I don't know how I got this opportunity <laughs> well I do it got it from it's my mom obviously <laughs> and that killed me I love Brooks I don't want to wear his clothes but I love him so much I don't know I'm so lucky I don't know how I got this opportunity well I do it was
0: my mom, obviously. <laughs> They also they did one of his ITMs where he just looks very weird. Like he has like highlighter on and he's like darkened his eyebrows his too His lips are very much. glossy. Is it glossy? It's like it's like he just came from something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, or he's in a school play. It's super unsettling.
1: Yeah, he did like there was a point tonight where he did like wax doll. But I was like, maybe I should get filler in my lips because Brooks looks really good. (laughs) Don't do, don't do your lips. I gotta. The lips look insane. I gotta. I gotta do my lips. Um, so then we get to Meredith getting ready with Whitney, where Meredith has the craziest maniacal laugh after she tells Whitney not to fall down. I know I was like, oh, so this is why Meredith doesn't show a lot of emotion <laughs> because it's completely unstable. I mean, the emotion she was hitting it. So she starts maniacally laughing. Then we swiftly get to Brooks is soda sad because his dad can't come. And yeah. then we get to Meredith talking to camera in a whole new confessional look,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is, I think, a bridal gown.
0: Flicked back, like an intense bronze contour line, like right right on the apple of the cheek, just like a thick, chunky line of bronzer. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then like a lace cap sleeve top. I don't know if it's a dress, I'm assuming it's a bridal dress. She got it from Melissa's Bridal, off mm-hmm. State Street by the Fashion Place mm-hmm. Mall. Mm-hmm. And it is a look, but Meredith mm-hmm. has more emotions. She cries, um, which is just her normal face with a tissue shoved to her eyes. <laughs> Uh, she cries about how bummed she feels that Brooks's dad's not there for him because S- Seth sends Brooks a nice note, like a like of, for some reason, a video text message that went to Meredith's phone instead of Brooks's, about yeah. how he's really sad he can't be there. And it was really sweet. And then Meredith does talk about how her parents are divorced. She feels like she let her kids down, which I want to say to Meredith, your kids are like. 20. Like, yeah. I mean, I, it's all never easy to have your parents divorce. I'm sure. But like, you do baby your son quite a bit, if I may. Yeah. 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 He's so
0: bold. I, this episode, I was like, their relationship might not be super healthy.
1: Yeah, this was also the episode where I was like, wait a minute, are we in a um, emotionally trapped? Like, who is brooks gonna marry when he like you take care of him like brooks won't have a partner mm-hmm. when you are his partner basically and and vice versa like brooks is basically your substitute husband
0: yeah you know in some weird yeah role. some boundaries would be good for them to implement
1: yeah but i think there's more to and what i really like about what them Real Housewives producers or editors did this time I would love to give them a compliment they ended on this with Meredith seeming pretty cut up and then we go to what's going to happen next week where Jen and Whitney while working out Jen's in the most insane workout top again how are her boobs staying in there they kind of allude to that they think Meredith is dating other people Mm -hmm. which I think would explain why Meredith is taking this whole thing especially hard about her husband not being there because I'm like, she feels guilty. I think she just feels guilty. And I know she's like, I feel guilty because I told Seth not to be here, but I'm like, and you told Seth not to be here because you aren't interested in staying married to Seth because you Hmm. want to date other people.
0: I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't like Seth, but last episode I was like, Oh, I want you kids to work it out
1: don't like Seth either <laughs> I think he just some really inappropriate and manipulative things but I felt like there was some real vulnerability and emotion and that made me think like wait I bet in moments where I have these kind of con- like no I don't have conversations about separating but I think I couldn't be emotionally abusive in my like, manipulative in my own relationship there is like it's a hard balance when you have emotions and your spouse has emotions to not be emotionally manipulative when you're the one who's the most vocal about how you feel. So that did make me feel, and my therapist and I talked about this at length, actually today about Seth and Meredith, (laughs) because I was like, is Seth me? And when you're vocal about how you feel and the other person keeps their emotions more to their chest, you kind of do come off seeming like they don't even get emotions because you're telling them all the time how you feel, they never get to tell you how they feel. Um, mm-hmm. And it is a little, I mean, it's not on purpose and manipulative, but it just kind of happens. And so that did make me give Seth some runway. I still will never like him making a we don't have enough sex joke on TV. I'll never like that. And I think it's in poor taste.
0: Yeah, you know, it's hard to know how <sighs> reality TV is hard because what, sh- how authentic should they be, right? Like, because do I want a camera filming the arguments I have with my spouse? Absolutely not. I'm sure I come off like a total a-hole, you know?
1: A hundred percent for me.
0: But we want authenticity from these people. Is that what he's trying to give us? Is he just a real skis ball? You know, it's hard to know if he's like, this is how we actually talk to each other. If he's like, I'm going to be an a-hole for TV or like who he is.
1: It is really hard. And I actually was just, I've been recently watching MTV, the challenge it's now on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And I think it's Mm -hmm. from like 2003. I want to say it's from the challenge. It's so good. But remember when guys were wearing like those big hemp necklaces with puka shells woven in probably from Abercrombie, it's at that time. Uh, And when I was watching it, I was like talking to my husband telling him reality TV used to be so much better because now everyone who's on reality TV is very aware of how their perception is going to be interpreted by the public. There's no boundaries there on social media. There's like people get Twitter threats, right? Like they have to be aware of how they're coming off because they know all these different consequences where I think back in the day on like these early 2000s, people were just honestly like, I'm here, I'm on reality TV, I'm gonna play a character, I'm gonna play it up, you might hate me, I don't care, because that's my character. But now there's almost no room for a hateful character because we'll all just jump down their throats so bad. But they're a necessary evil on reality TV.
0: For anyone, I know I brought this up before, but for anyone who hasn't watched the comeback on HBO, I consider it essential viewing before you dive into any reality series, I think that the perspective that it offers on what reality TV is and who it serves is invaluable. And I think about it all the time while watching Housewives.
1: Oh, same. It is and it is it's such a good show.
0: It's besides so good.
1: being philosophical. It's just such, it's just dynamite acting. I mean, it's the best of everything. The writing, the acting, the editing, the costumes. They're all anyway. Magneto Valley Cherish Forever.
0: But we Jane, won't because Jane, it's 10 59 p.m. It's 11 and PM. I keep yawning.
1: Um, I will mention this on Watch What Happens Live. Andy Cohen, it was Jen Shaw, which was so exciting. And Andy yeah. Cohen, she okay, looked,
0: I did see the beginning. Sorry to cut you off, but her dress, I loved it.
1: She knows what, she knows how to wear some stuff. I'll tell her. She, she knows her, an
0: body. editorial sleeve mm-hmm. is her she look. She
1: knows. And she looks great with that slick back hair. So this whole conversation goes into that because Andy Cohen asked Jen, Jen, guess what question I get the most about you? And she was like, I bet it's about Mary Cosby. And he goes, no, it's a, is this really who you are? Is this who you are as a housewife? Because everyone thinks you're really playing it up. And Jen Mm -hmm. Shaw's like, whatever, this is who I am, which I'm like, it probably isn't. But even if you were playing it up, who cares? You're incredible. Like you can't demand entertainment and authenticity knowing because they just they're not going to work out so I someone like Jen is for me a perfect combination
0: yeah and I don't care I don't care if that's really Jen or not
1: I could not care less she makes me laugh and I like the way she looks so I'll watch her
0: same um Emily I mean next week is Christmas Eve I'm sorry we're not we're not going to do a podcast on Christmas Eve for
1: yeah we're going to have to like make up for that later
0: so, we'll do a two for one the following week. I don't, are they even airing it next week? I don't know. Their schedule is really to hard out. to figure out, by the way. We got a lot to do. <laughs> um, but we'll for sure be back in two weeks. Until then, subscribe to the Hive Mind newsletter at hivemind.substack.com. You can read my recaps of the real housewives of Salt Lake City on the thebeehive.com. And you can like and subscribe to this podcast um, if you leave a review. That really helps us uh, to be more it. visible in Apple Podcasts and become famous and hopefully be on TV ourselves one day, which is the end goal here.
1: Exactly. Thank you for
0: uh, Emily, thanks so much. Thanks, Meg. See you later. Bye.